0: Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to be here today and usually we're, I'm all sitting with you guys and I get the honor to up, be up on the stage today. And, you know, I was really shocked when President Maxwell came up to me and was like, hey, would you be able to preach on Tuesday chapels? And I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> because I, these are doctorates. Uh, people who come up here have doctorates and I don't have my full degree. I just graduated high school. so. But yes, I'm truly honored to be here. And today we're going to be talking about how we are all children of God. And this is something I am completely passionate about. And it has completely transformed my life and the way I think and the way I live out who I am. And so before we get started, I would love to show you this video about just truly embodies what it is to have a new identity and how that changes how we live. So let's watch this together. United with Sebastian in Colombia was incredible. The first time you see each other is called your Encuentro and they make it super special for the families. They have you all wait in a room as a family and then they bring your new son downstairs into the room. It was it was really special and really emotional. All the kids just ran towards each other and just started hugging each other and crying. Um, I started crying and it just Just a flood of emotions as you as it starts to dawn on you Mm -hmm. that finally you are you are family. The first thing that we did together as a family, after we were reunited, was go out for a meal. Um, We went out to celebrate, and we actually saw somebody in the restaurant filming us as we entered the restaurant. And Sebastian noticed, so we had to then explain to him about the video that went viral. And it was just kind of cool being able to share that with him um, and reveal how many people were supporting our family and how many people loved him. Yeah, he, her, we explained everything to him and then with big eyes he said, Am I famous? And we said, well, you're a little bit famous. touched you guys the way it did myself and I think about that video often um, not only because the boy is from Colombia and I I am from Colombia and I have a passion to reach the people from there as well but this video truly does demonstrate what it is to become a part of a new family and so Sebastian was given a new name. He was now Sebastian Barkey and that was his new identity, and he had a new family, he had brothers and sisters, and he had a mom and a dad. And you know, the beautiful thing about that is that he could call them their par- his parents, and he could call him mom and dad, and now the parents could call them officially son. And so today our passage is in 1 John 2, 28, 3 to 10. And if you have your Bibles or your phones, you can pull out the passage with me, and Yeah, let's let's read it together. So it says, And now, little children, abide in him so that when he appears we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God, and so we are. This, the reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself, as he is pure. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. So John is abundantly clear about who we are in this passage, we are children of God. And this is our new identity and it changes everything because it is at the core of who we are. So a lot of us walk around and we say, oh I'm a student, oh I do this for living, oh I do this and that. But this is not at the core of who we are, at the core of who we are is that we are children of God. And this is an immense privilege. It is not of your own doing. It is all because of the, great, of the Father's great love for us. And you see, just like Sebastian, who was adopted in the video, he did nothing to earn to become part of that family. The family just dearly loved him, and they chose to bring him in. And they chose to love him as their own son, even though he was not biologically theirs. And just like the Father's love is so grand for us, we are brought into an intimate relationship with him in which he calls us children, and we get to call him Father. I think that's beautiful because it truly embodies how we're supposed to live our life with with Jesus and that there's this new relationship that we're no longer lost, but we're found in him. And so in 1 Peter 2, 10, it said, once you had had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you had received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. So it's this big contrast, and he's saying you were here, but now you're here. I'm asking you to embrace it. I'm asking you to live in it, to live as his children. And it is because of Jesus' pursuit of us by dying on the cross and resurrecting on the third day that we get the privilege of being called children of God. And I often sit and wonder and I think, who am I? Who are we that we get to be called His children? Friends, this is radical. It should truly change the way we live. Because I believe that our identity is at the core of who we are. And when we don't know who we are, we walk out in this world and we will be crumbled. We will crumble. We will destroy. We won't know where to go. We won't have a direction. But once we have our core identity and we stand on it and we say, this is who I am, no one can take it away from me, then I'm able to make the decisions around me. Then I'm able to go into the world and say, this is who Christ says about me. And I have access to him. He's my father. I can go to him and he can give me direction. He can remind me of who I am when I forget. So before Christ, we were lost, broken, confused, and sinful. But with Christ, he has given us a new identity. And this identity brings us comfort rest, joy, because we now belong to him. We now have a home in him. And so as his children, we are to reflect the heart of the Father. We are to be imitators of Christ. So what does this look like? How do we actually live out as children of God and reflect our Father who is so good and loving? Well, in the passage we see that John refers to abiding, and he constantly says, abide in him, and I love this language because it refers back to our um, series in January or fall semester, and last semester we talked about how the fruits of the Spirit are the good fruits we are seeking to produce, and John 15 is the most famous passage about producing good fruit, and the only way to produce good fruit is to be connected to the true vine who is the Father. And so when we are connected to the Father and rooted in our identity, He has given us as His children, we are able to produce the fruits of the Spirit. Without God, we will not be able to produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, and on. We cannot produce those on our own. We have to make the choice to stay connected to the Father, stay rooted to the Father who gives us our new identity as His children. And so because the Father embodies all of these spirits, uh, the fruits of the Spirit, we are to reflect these characteristics too. We are to go out into the world and say, when people look at us, they'll say, oh, they belong to God. They belong to the Father. And it's our first choice when we go out to show love, to show joy, to show patience. Or is it to complain, to misjudge, to be angry? Friends, this is not what we're called to do. We're called to walk in the ways of Christ and choose Him above anything else, to choose to abide in Him because He is the giver of life. And there is life in the new identity that we have been given. And so the fruits we produce indicate our identity. They indicate who we belong to. So I give you this challenge and this call to connect to the Father, to root yourselves to Him. For He is the only one who can define you and who can give you your true identity. Secondly, we can live as children of God by choosing to pursue righteousness. And Paul uses this word, I mean John, sorry, (laughs) uses this word often in this passage. And he makes the contrast between righteousness and lawlessness or sin. And righteousness is seeking to honor God in his ways, whereas sinning is seeking to go your own way and please yourself. I'm just gonna tell you plainly that pleasing yourself will get you nowhere. Pleasing yourself makes you unsatisfied and weary, and it's not the way we were supposed to live. We are to please God as his children. We are supposed to come to Abba and say, God, what is it that you want me to do? May your will be done in my life above above mine. That is what our hearts should cry out. And I'm honest, I can be honest and say, there are times in this season has been where I've just questioned, God, this plan was so good. But he said, no, that's not my will. And we have to wrestle with that, and that's okay. We have to wrestle with the idea that our plans aren't actually good even though we think they are. But that's the beauty of the new relationship we have with God is that as his children, we can come to the Father and wrestle with him about these things. As we look back to the passage, and as John is continually contrasting sin and righteousness, we see that we can belong to two people. We can belong to Christ or we can belong to Satan. There's no in-between. You cannot stand in the middle and figure out where to go or just put your foot in the water and see if it's okay. Now we have a choice. We have to make the choice between Christ or Satan. And that sometimes is quite shocking because a lot of us Want more choices, and we think there has to be more. But Christ is everything we need, He is the embodiment of all we need, He satisfies. The world will tell you that Satan has good things to offer you, but He doesn't. He cannot define you, Satan cannot give you your identity, he did not create you. But Satan will come in and tell you lies. And he'll say, would a child of God really do that? He'll question your identity so that you come back, so that you go to Satan. But we have the word of God that is full of truth. And we can combat those lies with the truth that we have been given. Gary M. Burge, in his commentary, says that the decision to sin or not to sin is really a decision of whose character you want to reflect, Christ or Satan's. So I'm asking you today, whose character do you desire to reflect? Do you desire to reflect God or the world around you? And today, I'm urging you to choose Christ. Delight yourselves in God, because he is the only thing, the only thing that gives you life. He's created you, he's formed you in his mother's womb, and he knows you by name, and he says, I have good things for you, but we must root ourselves in the truth that he has given us, that we are his children. Lastly, we we live as children of God by loving one another. So a major theme in 1 John is love. And in 1 John 4, 7, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Those who love the Father reflect the love they've been given. And this is how we live as his children. In John 13, 35, it says, Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. This is our mark by the way we love and by the way we encourage those around us. This is our mark on the world. And I won't dig deep too much into this point because there are other speakers coming in talking about this specific topic of loving one another. But I will leave you with this. When we begin to reflect the love we receive from the Father, others we will see that we belong to God and not to Satan. So how can we practically step in the truth of who we are in Christ so that we may abide in Him, live righteously, and love one another? One way is to remind yourself of the truth of who Christ says you are. And this can sometimes get cheesy. You know, I find that we come to the applications and people are like, oh yeah, I know what to do. Like, I know how to do that. We don't actually do it. So this is my call and I'm saying, let's do it. Because it actually does something. It actually does change the way we live. So how can you remind yourself of the, of the truth of who Christ says you are, you can write sticky notes. You can put them in your bathroom. You can put them in your study carol. You can put it on your forehead. I don't care. As long as it's effective and as long as it works for you, do it. And another way is that we need to remind ourselves of the truth by encouraging others and telling others of who we are. It's a practical way to step into it. Secondly, we can read scripture. Scripture is filled with the declarations of the character of God and who God says we are. And the scriptures are not a boring place. They are truly filled with life. And I know most of us here in this room, we read for our classes and we read to prepare for classes. And we say, that's enough. But are you actually reading them? Are you actually taking them in? The scriptures will give you life. And, it is, and if it's life that you are seeking, please go to the scriptures. And so I'm asking you to actually intensely read them even if it's just one passage that you meditate on, because it will encourage you throughout your day. It will help you. Lastly, we need to live in dependency and surrender. You know, it's funny, I thought surrender was kind of just at the beginning of my faith journey. And you know, you surrender your life to Christ, you accept his grace, and boom, you're done. You're golden. That's not how it works. Surrender is a lifestyle of those who belong to Christ. We have to continually bring things to God's feet and we have to say, God, I give up control. I depend on you. I seek to please you above anything else. And many of us don't surrender because we think we know who we are and we think we can define ourselves by the things that we do, by the encouragement of our friends and our family, by what the world says we should do. But that's not true life. So as children of God, we are in desperate need of Him. We should cling on to Him. Because that is how true life is. And so surrendering to him will lead us to a fuller understanding of who we are in Christ. And as we come closer to him, and as we understand his character more, we're able to understand who we are more. Because we are to be imitators of him. And we are to reflect what he's given us. So going back to the video, we see that Sebastian began to live his life in abundance of having a new identity. He enjoyed quality time with his family and rejoiced in his new identity. And I'm sure he would have faced challenges as he went back to the States. But he had the truth that he belonged to a family. There was no longer the worry of, Will somebody adopt me? Am I loved? Am I cared for? Do I matter? Those worries were no longer there. He was part of the Barkey family, and that gave him security. I know many of us have heard the truth that we are children of God. And some of us haven't. But to those who have, know that the power in this truth has not diminished. Just because you hear it all the time does not mean it is not valuable. On the contrary, it is completely valuable to the way that you live. So take the truth. Embrace it because it will change your life and it changed mine. I remember when I was in middle school and high school and completely unaware of who I was. I was trying to be popular, I was trying to be wanted and loved and cared for by my peers. And they didn't know who they were either, so that was a recipe for disaster. (laughs) But I had to go to the true source. And it was when I sat before God and I said, God, I'm confused. I feel lonely. I feel unwanted. I don't know who I am anymore. And he revealed this truth. And he said, you're my child, you're my friend, you're my beloved. And that is what gave me the strength to keep going. Even though sometimes I did feel lonely, but I had something to fall back on. And I was able to step into the truth that I am cared for by the God who created the world. And so are each and every one of you. The Father loves you. The Father calls you his child. And the Father declares that you belong to him. So I want to leave you with two questions today. Do you understand the Father's great love for you? That you desire to reflect his character as his child? Do you want to grow and learn more about his love, that it changed your life radically? And secondly, this is a question I really want you to think about. Do you truly believe you are a child of God? Do you actually believe it? And if you do, you will live it. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for the new identity we have been given. Thank you that you love us so deeply that we belong to you now. God, we are in awe of the way you call us your children. So today I pray that these words would have penetrated the hearts of the students, faculty, and staff today that this wouldn't be a message we just put off, but God, that you would bring this message into our hearts and that we would be able to think about these questions, think about the truth of who we are in you so that we may step into it and live it according to your will. We pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listening to me today and um, if you have questions about identity, I love talking about this stuff. So please come to me and we um, go out for coffee or a chat, whatever it is. But yeah, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his, may his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. You guys are dismissed.